Welcome to the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. I'm Bill Yates, the Editor-in-Chief of the Journal, and today we will be discussing the article, Somatosensory Interactions Reveal Feature-Dependent Computations. Before we begin, let's meet our guest. Hi, I'm Jeff Yao. I'm an Assistant Professor in Neuroscience at Baylor College of Medicine. My lab studies somatosensation and multisensory processing. Thanks, Jeff. Why does it pose an interesting problem to study tactile discrimination with multiple cues and touch locations? Because the skin covers our whole body, we experience tactile sensations over our entire body. And despite the fact that we routinely experience sensations at multiple body sites at the same time, the vast majority of studies on somatic sensation have focused on how touch is experienced and processed at a single location at a time. And we wanted to address this gap by focusing on perceptual interactions between tactile cues that are simultaneously experienced on the two hands. We addressed another question that may be unique to somatic sensation. Because we can move our hands independently, the spatial relationship between touch receptors on the two hands can vary tremendously. Receptors that are on the left hand and the right hand can occupy adjacent positions in space if I hold my hands close together, but they can occupy vastly different positions if I hold my hands apart. And given this flexibility, we reason that the nervous system should account for the relative positions of the hands as it combines sensory information over the hands. So our experiments focus on how we can combine sensory cues experienced simultaneously on the two hands and how these interact and look at how this integration process depends on the relative positions of the hands in space. What methods did you use to investigate this problem? We designed a behavioral experiment that required participants to make perceptual judgments about vibrations experienced on their right hand. On some trials, participants only felt vibrations on the right hand, and on other trials, participants simultaneously experienced vibrations on the left hand and the right hand, and we instructed participants to ignore the ones on the left hand. This design allowed us to characterize how those sensory cues on the left hand influence the perception of cues on the right hand. In addition to manipulating whether the same information was presented on the two hands, we also manipulated the positions of the hands. Lastly, because our sensory cues were mechanical vibrations, we performed separate experiments in which participants judged either the frequency of the vibrations or the intensity of the vibrations. This allowed us to determine if bimanual interactions differed depending on the stimulus features judged. We complemented these psychophysical experiments with modeling and we implemented simple descriptive models to get a better intuition for the computations that the nervous system might use to support bimanual interactions. Thanks, that's very informative. What were your findings? We found that vibrations experienced in the left hand exerted obligatory and systematic influences on the perception of vibrations on the right hand. And importantly, the bimanual interactions differed depending on whether participants discriminated vibration intensity or frequency. When participants made intensity judgments, the ignored cue on the left hand only caused the attended cue on the right hand to be perceived as weaker. This attenuation increased as the amplitude of the distractor increased. These effects did not vary with hand positions. Bimanual interactions were more complex when participants made frequency judgments. The ignored cue exerted attractive biases on the perceived frequency of the attended cue and it modulated the perceptual thresholds. These effects were stronger when the hands were closer together and grew weaker as the separation between the hands increased. We could explain these intensity interactions with a simple normalization model. And to explain the frequency effects, we defined a three-component model that involved feature-based and spatial attention effects as well as normalization. 
Why do these findings have important implications for somatosensory interactions? Our collective results imply that the nervous system uses feature-dependent computations to mediate bimanual touch. Even for the same sensory inputs, in our case, mechanical vibrations on the fingers, the nervous system appears to combine information over the hands in different ways. These differences may relate to differences in the behavioral relevance of frequency and intensity cues, or these differences may simply arise as a consequence of how these stimulus features are differentially encoded by the nervous system. And finally, what are the next steps for your work? Our next step is to identify the neurocorrelates of these results. In our paper, we tried to link our results to what is known about somatosensory neurophysiology. We are completing a computational neuroimaging study that will hopefully shed light on where these bimanual interactions occur in the human brain and how these cues may be represented. Our longer-term goal is to perform neurophysiology experiments to establish the neural basis of these bimanual interactions at the level of neural populations. I'd like to thank our guests for participating in today's discussion of the article, Somatosensory Interactions Reveal Feature-Dependent Computations, part of the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. Thank you.